Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, also, fuck CNA uh, warranty for cars. It's been a month. Do they, I haven't had my car for a month. Do they promise you it back within like a month? It shouldn't take a fucking month to get a fix, get the parts in. That's true. Considering for two weeks they were fucking arguing with the mechanic. <laughs> So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Stu. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? took me a month to get a, a sensor that was yay big ridiculous anyway that's staying in ladies and gentlemen we are back to this shit show my DoorDash didn't come to the right apartment so i'm angry uh my car's been in the shop for a month so i'm fucking angry it's just not a good time to be kev <laughs> Or Florida State, in that matter. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I was gonna say, took the words right out of my mouth. Might be a worse time to be Florida State, or also just anyone who willingly lives in the state of Florida at this point. Mm-hmm. But you heard him already. Kiernan's here. Kiernan, how you doing, pal? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk some college football because this is arguably the most controversy we've seen all year, and the past few years too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with it, but. We'll, we'll get into that later. And by later, I mean right fucking now. We're going to dive right into these rankings. That's what people care about. That's what everyone's talking about. So we're just going to go through. First up at number 25, you have Kansas State, SMU at 24, Liberty at 23, Clemson at 22, and Tennessee at 21. I'm disappointed Tennessee and Clemson are not playing in the Orange Bowl again. Uh, yeah, that's just my, my take. But... Karen, any other thoughts besides that? Uh, SMU coming out of the blue. That's a surprise. Liberty uh, going up. That I mean, uh, it doesn't really matter up until we get to the top six. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty cool to see SMU up there. That's true. Love the Pony Express. Uh, next up, continuing the trend of orange, you have Oklahoma State at 20 and then Oregon State at 19. Then you have NC State at 18, Iowa at 17, Notre Dame at 16. Iowa State lost by 26 points, and I think they only dropped like one. Weren't they yep. 16 going into last week? Yep, they were 16. They dropped one. And that's not complaining about it. I love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't have any other thoughts, really. Uh, DJ Uyunglele is transferring from Oregon State. But that's really it. I don't have any thoughts. Notre Dame, once again, overhyped in the preseason to finish mediocre. in the mid-teens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird calling them mediocre, considering there are 130 FBS teams. Or that is that D1 overall? It's I think it might be 131. Mm. Uh, so it's weird calling them mediocre when they're ranked 16th out of all of them, but considering what we hear every single year about Notre Dame, yeah, it's a it, disappointing season again. It's it's all hype and no substance. Yeah. And I don't 
know for how much longer the media and people can get away with calling Notre Dame a good team. Like if they're ranked 25th at the beginning of the season, I'd be like, all right, fine. Like, let's see how they do. But they're not, yeah. they're, they're always ranked like sixth. And then you're like, yeah, but they're not going to finish there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and they're not going to stop. It's the same thing with Miami. They're always going to be coming back. Like that's their year. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing for Texas for the last 15 years. This year, they, it is their year. They I- are Actually, that, that's that's a great question that I wanted to ask, and I didn't include it. But can, can we say Texas is back, or do they need to win the whole thing? Because arguably, they've had a brilliant year. I mean, they beat Alabama week two, which is huge. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, that's the definitive win they needed all season and all year, because it's not. But, like, they've done it. They're in the playoff. Is it is it is it too premature? because we need to see how they play in the first uh, semifinal game, or can we say that they're back? I think they need to get to the national championship. Okay. All right. That That's very fair. I was, it was, I, I it was think a legitimate if they, question. If they beat Washington, which mm-hmm. I, I think is not likely, but I think it's possible. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I don't think any of these semifinal games are going to be blowouts. Like we've seen in the past. I think they're mm-hmm. all going to be good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Washington Texas game is going to be a good game. We'll get yeah. into the Alabama-Michigan game later. <laughs> but I think if they beat Washington and play for the national championship, they are back or adjacent to back. Yeah. Like a lot closer to being back than we've seen mm-hmm. in a while. I am going to laugh so hard. I'm not going to laugh hard because I'm going to feel really bad because this is a child. But <laughs> if... If Alabama Texas play in the national championship and Quinn Ewers goes down, and then we get to hear for another 15 years about if Quinn didn't get hurt, they would have won while losing by like 30. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, uh, next up, Louisville moving to 15. Arizona at 14. You love to see it from the Wildcats. Uh, for years, the punching bag of college football along with UConn and UMass. Moving up to 14, love to see it. Gronk is shocking in a beer somewhere. Uh, LSU at 13, Oklahoma at 12, and Ole Miss at 11. Um, No real thoughts other than my little spiel about Zona. Yeah, um, I think, I think um, Ole Miss has had a successful bye week, and frankly, I think they should uh, jump Penn State. Well, unfortunately, Kiernan, these are the final rankings. Fuck! Let's see. Let's just... We've all but abandoned the AP poll at this point. Let's just see where (laughs) Penn State is in the AP poll, and then we'll go from there. Oh. Oh, they're 10th in the AP poll, too. Ah, for fuck's sake. Ah, sorry, Kiernan. Damn it. No, SMU is 17th in the AP poll, though. All right. Sorry, Kieran. Uh, bowl loss incoming. Yeah, that's fine. You hate to see it. Next up, you have Mizzou or Penn State at 10, as we've talked about. Mizzou at 9, Oregon at 8, Ohio State at 7, and Georgia at 6 after their wonderful loss in the SEC Championship. 29 straight games. And it is bookend by Alabama losses. They are one and two against Alabama in this latest run of dominance. And I, it makes my heart happy. Mm, I can imagine. Uh, any other thoughts, Kieran, besides your incoming bowl loss? Uh, I, I, I think it was an overall mistake to not have Georgia ranked. Not not to say like they should be number one, not to say they should be number two or anything like that. I think it's it's overall a mistake to not have them ranked. Um, I think we can, if we want to transition quickly into the top five and kind of go through the four in, two out situation. Yeah, I, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. I want to hear your thoughts on that, though, on something about that. Uh, Florida State at five, the controversy going on here. Uh, Alabama at four. Texas at three, Washington at two, and Michigan 
taking the top spot. Kieran, who would you bump out for Georgia? Uh, Texas, probably. See, the thing with that, though, is they won their conference championship. And yes, they beat no, Alabama. Right, right. and uh, But so did Florida State. So, like... Florida State didn't beat Alabama. Yes, but they did win their conference. They did go undefeated. And, like, you know, this is where... He, this is where... We we kick right off with this whole with this whole controversy thing that we're going to talk about. It's like I I agree that the top six teams are exactly who they are, who they should be. I I am quizzical about the rankings certainly, and I I I feel for Florida State. I do like you were so close, and thirteen guys in a room decided your fate, which is frankly bullshit. Um, just as an overall statement. Um, hey, hey, talk- hey, hey, hey. There are probably some women on the committee, too. Are there? Oh, okay. Yeah, 13 there have been people. in the past. 13 people. Uh, 13 human beings and Air Bud decided your fate, yes. Yes, and Air Bud decided the fate. And we they, no, There should just be a gold retriever in the room. And barking put, when he likes a team. You put like 30 toys in front of them, and then whatever order they grab the toys mm-hmm. in, that's the ranking, and that's their vibe. I, I love that. That's great, actually. Um, it's the AP pool, the coaches pool, the CFP, and Doug for the Golden Retriever. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, I think the, the the controversy surrounding the Florida State thing is is they lost their quarter, their main quarterback. Uh, they put up frankly awful performances in the last two games they had their offensive production was much much lower they clearly showed a decline after uh forgive me i'm forgetting his name travis's jordan travis jordan shattered his leg shattered his leg they clearly showed decline after that and i get that it's a moral it's like a, a morale thing and you've lost your momentum but they did go undefeated uh, they did win their games decisively, and I and and the key thing here is when Florida. Uh, actually, it's it's not when Florida and Georgia play. When whoever Florida plays is playing in in the bowl game, that is going. It is Georgia. Okay, I just wanted to be sure because I yeah. for some reason I I read something that. Anyway, um, it was Georgia a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Georgia, Florida yeah, State. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to be sure. When they play Georgia, that is going to be the defining thing that is going to tell us how good Florida State really is. Frankly, I think they're going to get blown the fuck out uh, purely because Georgia will just want to kill somebody. And frankly, because I don't think they have the offensive production to do so. And I think that will kind of... Uh, placate some of the more uh <laughs> radical people who are like you know calling for blood of the ncaa uh, committee or the cfp committee of deciding who's in and who's out that's do you think florida as it stands right now uh, i know we're gonna see the answer might change after the orange bowl i'm pretty sure is what they're playing yeah uh so that might change however should florida state be in right now no that's the thing i think people first off everyone's arguing oh alabama alabama texas also had one loss Mm -hmm. like if you i understand texas beat alabama i'm not saying if they put in florida state over alabama first off i would think it'd be ridiculous because and i'll get to why in a second but i get it however if everyone's complaining about a one loss conference champion getting in over an undefeated conference champion. Why are we also not talking about Texas doing the same thing? It's because people were ecstatic. They were over the fucking moon that the dynasty was dead. Kirby killed the dynasty. And now that Alabama's back in, they're complaining about Alabama being, oh, they got another gift wrap national championship. First off, they're two undefeated teams. Texas already beat them. I understand it's hard to beat a team twice in one season, but... It's not gift wrap. They still have to go through two good teams that deserve to be there. Now, is there a fifth team that also deserves to be there? 
yeah, there's probably a six team that also deserves to be there, and that's mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. They they have probably done enough. Problem is their schedule caught up to them. They weren't playing great teams at points, so that loss hurts more. But the committee, I think, once they get into the top six, there should be one defining factor for if a team gets in or not. Can this team win a national championship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Michigan probably can. I think Washington can. I think Texas can. I think Alabama can. I think Georgia can. Mm-hmm. I I don't even think that Florida State can. I know they can. They cannot win a national championship with Florida State. Mm-hmm. And we have seen the, well, they deserve to be there. They had a great storybook season. So did Cincinnati Since, two years. Yes, yeah, Cincinnati. They got blown out. Washington, a couple of years ago in 2016, they got dominated by Alabama. It's not the most deserving. It should never be the most deserving. It should be, well, one, uh, whatever the fuck's going to make the most money. I think that's, I, I'm not saying it should be. I misspoke, but that's what it is. Who can mm-hmm. make us the most fucking money? Florida State's not going to do that without Jordan Travis. And it's who can win. Mm-hmm. If ever, if they put Florida State in, the other three teams, I don't care who they are, mm-hmm. are going, oh, cool, who are we playing in the national championship? They yeah. were not winning a semifinal game. Mm-hmm. They were probably losing badly in a semifinal game. Mm-hmm. It was going yeah. to be embarrassing. Yeah, and then, was... like Cincinnati, and I'll let you get to your point in a second, like Cincinnati a couple of years ago, that eliminates group of five schools entirely. That's going to eliminate ACC championship champions for a while. Mm-hmm. Now with the 12 team, that's a little different, but it's, it will be a bad look for the conference. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it will be. And it's, and it is a, a, it's a black mark on both the committee and the, the ACC, because it's like, you know, the, the, the consensus is, I think that, Florida State should be in. But, you know, and it's a black mark for the CFP not letting them in. But it's also a black mark on the ACC because it's like, yeah, but you kind of proved that you don't really have the team without Jordan Travis to to win a game. So it, it's it's one of those things like damned if they do, damned if they don't. And I think that the Florida-Georgia Florida State Georgia game is going to clearly def- definitively set that Florida State was not capable of playing in the CFP. And I, I think George, if Georgia was ranked fourth and Alabama was ranked third, it, it was going to be those two duking it out in the final. I think that's that's almost a guarantee. Not that like you know an upset couldn't happen; it certainly could. But it was going to be those two. Um, the Florida State thing, I think we're going to see come the orange bowl that they were totally unprepared for it. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I, my concern is George is going to fall into the trap that the 2008 Alabama team fell into. And they went up against Utah in the sugar bowl, I believe. Yep. Sugar bowl. And Alabama was hoping all year, like, we're going to be playing for a national championship at the end of the year. They finished 12-1, and one, and then they lost to Florida. Or they finished 12-0, no, excuse me, and then they lost to Florida in the SEC championship game. And they're like, fuck, we didn't make the natty. We don't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Utah dominated them. Uh, the yeah. same thing happened in 2017 uh, when UCF was playing Auburn in their bowl game. Auburn didn't care anymore. They were hoping mm-hmm. for a CFP berth birth didn't get one and we're like well okay i guess we have nothing to really play for anymore and ucf went out and won i'm hoping georgia doesn't put this to rest Mm -hmm. and also because danny cannell has been crying on twitter for like ever since these rankings came out (laughs) and i want that to continue i hate him so fucking much and it's i don't know i I like the rankings. I think they did a good job. And another thing people, some people have pointed out, nobody has fully pointed out, or a lot of people haven't, that stupid The Alliance that the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 put together 
when the SEC was adding schools and the Big 12 was adding schools, and they're like, well, we're going to die. We got to come together. That was a stupid idea because they made dumb decisions. Uh, they all voted not to expand the playoffs this year. Now, if they did that, the ACC would have a school in. They mm-hmm. wouldn't have two because Louisville's outside of that. But they said, no, nah, we don't want to expand. And the ACC commissioner is now complaining about it. Yeah. About how, oh, like we're an undefeated conference champ. We haven't played. Like that's never happened before where they haven't played in the college for the national championship. Yeah. First off, 2004, Auburn went undefeated, did not have a chance for the national championship that year. I digress. I, I can't believe that dumb fucker is making me defend Auburn, but it happened. <laughs> We're going to talk about You've it. You've had to do a lot of defending of people you don't really like in the past few weeks. Yeah, How no, long this. Can you keep this up? This has been very painful. I need the season to end so I can reevaluate some things. <laughs> My God. Uh, but Next, he's going to he, turn to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, my my girlfriend and I already agreed. Uh, if we get married in a church, we're not going to have it be super religiousy. So that's not that's not okay. going to happen. Okay, it was a joke, Kevin. I wasn't serious. Oh no, only so many parents can abandon me before I. Oh my don't god! Turn. Get all right, move on. Uh, but you know, is the alliance to blame? Is the ACC reaping what they sowed at this point? Yes, absolutely. I think it, if you choose not to expand the playoffs and then go and complain about it after the fact, it's your own fault. It's not like it, it's not like you couldn't foresee this coming because it's going to expand uh, next year anyway. So, like, all you're doing, you're not de- de- delaying the inevitable, but you're you're not. There's not enough foresight in what you were deciding at the time to make a prediction of, of oh, is is one ACC school going to be in there? So I, it, they are reaping what they sow, and it's so stupid because next year, if you know Florida State or Clemson are back up at six or seven, guess what? You know you're playing for <laughs> CFP, so it's it's dumb. Yeah, it's I. I think that alliance was mostly the Big Ten saying what they wanted and the other mm-hmm. two going along with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the Big Ten is the other powerful uh, conference. It's the SEC who controls everything. And then the Big Ten is the little brother. And then the little brother, the little brother, the little brother. <laughs> you know, it just goes down yeah. the line. Yeah, no. So I... I don't know why he said that. I think Kevin Warren was like, no, we don't want to expand early. And the ACC is like, well, we're top heavy. So we're only going to get at most one team in with Clemson. Mm-hmm. So we don't care. We don't want to expand. And then the Pac-12 is like, we're not going to have fucking anyone in. So, And the Pac-12 came out on this. Great, because they've got a team in. So yeah. congrats, Pac-12. But yeah, so the ACC needs to shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. Uh, it's this is your own fucking fault. Yeah, and the other thing is it, to bring back to the to the like the precedent. It's like, oh, this has never been done before, or whatever. And you know, even that you brought up the the Auburn thing. Uh, the other thing is, um, so I, I mean, like, what do you want? All this is is it was bound to happen eventually. You just drew the short stick this year, like tough shit. Yeah, I also don't think there's ever not been an SEC team in the playoffs. So, I, again, that, that would be something else that had never happened before. You can't yeah. just say, well, this has never happened before. Well, there are other things that have never happened before because it's still a relatively new thing. Yeah. So there's going to be new shit happening every year. Yeah, I mean, this it's, is less... the, it's unprecedented. Texas is in the college football playoff. That's never happened before. Same with Washington, I think. No, Washington has. Oh, the first one, right? Uh, 2016. Oh, so not the first one. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Uh, but you've never had a team in the midst of a cheating scandal get in before. Like, there's new shit happening all the time. This is still yeah. seven years old. Maybe eight. Seven or eight years old. Like, Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's still an elementary school. Right. So, and now also Florida wants to sue the college football playoffs. Uh, Rick Scott says he's getting his lawyers ready. Ron DeSantis said in his budget, he's putting aside a million dollars in case they want to sue. 
for what? Can you explain to me what they can sue for? Uh, no, no, I can't because there's no legal precedent for this. I don't have any legal precedent. I don't think there's any anything legal about it. Yeah, it's it's the committee's decision, and they were given this power to make that decision, whether you liked it or not. You can't sue because you don't like somebody's opinion. I mean, if you like, it, I feel like this is going to be like a libel case or something. It's going to go into well, you know, yeah. Go on. I I agree with you. They have to pick something. It's going to be something stupid because. Is this isn't a libel or a slander thing. Like they haven't said oh, anything. Defamation, bad. maybe. Defamation. They haven't. They haven't said anything. You do. Do you need to say something for defamation, or can you just? Or can defamation something just, of character. You you need to say. What's, what's What's the one where you cause? You negligence. don't say anything, but you cause undue harm. Negligent negligence. Uh, yeah, it must be something. It might like just that. be like cause undue harm. Neither of us are fucking lawyers. No, do not take this as legal advice or precedent or anything. We are not qualified to stay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, just cause undue harm. Okay, but that's a personal injury thing. Yeah, well, their mental health. That's fair. I. <laughs> so I'm just confused. Well, also, Ron DeSantis announcing this. Like the day before he has a presidential debate in Tuscaloosa is the dumbest fucking thing he could have done. Yeah, at least wait till you're out of that state. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. You have to like if he did really well in the debate and then did this, Alabama voters who are gonna vote for him probably wouldn't care. Doing it before, you need to do phenomenally. You need to clearly be the best on that debate stage. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hilarious, the poor timing of this. Yeah. But Kieran, do you think they got it right? Final thoughts? Uh in fairness, yeah, I do. I I I feel for Florida State. I certainly feel that Georgia, you know, getting knocked out five spots is certainly tough. But uh but yeah, I do think they got it right. That's I agree. I think they got it completely right. Uh, speaking of getting something right, I've been harsh on him. I've been harsh on the former governor of Massachusetts. Uh, Charlie Baker did something good. He discussed the possibility of schools directly paying athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, there was some weird ways to do it. He wanted to create another subdivision of CFB separate from everything else. I don't know how that would impact bowl games and stuff because it's going to be separate from fcs and fbs uh, so would they just do bowl games as you got to play someone else in your division but then how's that going to work with the cfp if one of the fbs teams not the i don't know fms football money subdivision whatever the fuck they call it uh it, with the playoffs it'd be a nightmare uh, but a dialogue is being started mm -hmm. which is something the old ncaa would never do mm-hmm I, I'm a little bit confused, to be honest. I, I think it's the, the idea is correct, or, or at least the, the, the thought process is going in the right direction. But reading on it is basically, uh, and this is from what I understand, so I, I could be wrong, but it's a trust for the student athletes up to 30,000 a year, I saw, so 120,000 over four years, uh, that can be paid to players or student athletes um, and through the school itself, which really just sounds like a scholarship to me. It's basically a, a scholarship without calling it a scholarship. Because, I... like, I mean, I, I, I don't fully get grasp the picture of this yet, but that's what it's sounding like. And I'm like, then just give them a scholarship. Like I, I view it more as a stipend because okay, this money yeah. doesn't have to go towards school. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's not necessarily a scholarship or financial aid. So I view it as similar to a stipend, uh, okay, which is yeah. something like as student athletes could get, but it was very restrictive. Like this mm -hmm. has to go towards food or housing or books. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. So this seems to be a little bit more, hey, here's money. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Spend it on what you want, which, and I don't think this is going to be what eventually comes into effect. I don't think eventually it's going to be a, a separate division mm-hmm. with a buy-in and all that. But I do think it's important to have these discussions. And he was just talking at a podium. It wasn't a press release or anything. So I think, I think long-term, the fact Charlie Baker is willing to talk about this is a positive sign for the NCAA, which is what I was hoping for when he was named. Like I've said, I didn't expect him to come in and change everything day one. And I was concerned because it seemed to be same old, same old for the NCAA with the Tez Walker decision, with all that bullshit. But the fact that he's willing to have these conversations shows that he is different than Mark Emmerich. He's different than Mark Emmerich's predecessor, who I cannot fucking remember his name right now. And I think this will allow the NCAA to stay ahead of the curve because with NIL and all that, they were caught off guard with that because that was a court decision. The NCAA had nothing to do with it. So like, fuck, what are we going to do? And now they're at least having these conversations. So if, I don't know what a court decision would be for this, but if that court decision comes down, the NCAA can go, okay, we have a plan. It's not going to be the Wild West for two years where you're just paying players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think think it's it's certainly a good start. I... uh... They have they have to do it correctly though. They have to it it has to be like, you know, the, that these players are not abusing the system. It and I, I'm sure the schools will keep it in check as well because it's you know it's their money that's going to be contributing towards this. But uh, you know it, it it has to be kept in check. And like a lot of the other decisions that the NCAA has made, it has to be one of those things where the the first punishments for violation have to be harsh because there's no other way to enforce what you want to enforce by just letting letting the first person that gets away with it get away with it because then it just it's it's just downhill and there's no point and then it's NIL all over again but with that being said it is it's the right decision it's the right way to go about paying players from the school and I think it's a good overall first step for our man, Charlie. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, speaking of some absolutely absurd decisions made by the NCAA, we're going to talk about the transfer portal real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen, what was number 1,184 guys yep. have entered the portal Yep. Uh, since it opened? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, we can and, talk about... Oh. And one one of them weirdly was for lacrosse. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm going to spin zone this. A lot of people have Alabama struggled against South Florida. That's one mm-hmm. of the main things people are pointing at outside of Texas laws. Like Alabama struggled against a G five school. Like what's going on? Like, why are they in Alabama beat a bowl eligible team with a lacrosse player at quarterback? <laughs> what? Why? That should get them the number one seat. If we're being honest, <laughs> But yes, Tyler Buckner, the man Tommy Reese built this offense before for before he realized he sucked and put Jalen Moreau back in as starter and built an offense around him, is transferring back to Notre Dame, the reigning college national, the reigning lacrosse national champions, by the way, uh, to play lacrosse. He was a highly ranked midfielder before he decided to focus on football, realized that was a dumb fucking decision because he sucks at football. And it's going back to Notre Dame to play some lacrosse. It's the only national championship they'll win. Got him. Well, <laughs> no, well they might, they, I don't know. They might win some in like equestrian. That's not even an NCAA sport, but Auburn likes to talk about those. So maybe, maybe he'll win that. Maybe he'll transfer, play equestrian. Who knows? Uh, but we're talking about transfer portal. A couple big names in there. Five-star Walter Nolan from from Texas A&M hits the portal. Aiden Childs from Oregon State going to Michigan State. Uh, Walter Nolan has not announced where he's going yet because he just announced transferring. Cam Ward from Washington State transferring. Uh, Will Howard, Kansas State quarterback transferring. Kyle McCord 
the quarterback for Ohio State, is also transferring. Cannon, do you have any thoughts on Kyle McCord being a Big Ten guy? Uh, I can't see him going anywhere else within the Big Ten. Maybe, well, maybe Michigan State or maybe Iowa. Um, but like, I don't. I'm not really sure why he transferred either because he wasn't doing poorly. At least that poorly, but maybe it's like he doesn't believe in Ryan Day, can't win a big game, yada yada yada. But I, I think it's, it's the fans. The fans just don't like him. Yeah, no, no, no. I think he doesn't like the fans. Oh, I think he's I like, I had a really fans. good year, and people are fucking going at me on Twitter. Like this is fucking bullshit. Uh, I'm transferring. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a fair reason, I guess. I mean, yeah, like I'm I'm a Penn State fan. I'm like he didn't have a bad year. Like it was solid. Yeah. It wasn't like anything super exceptional, but it wasn't no, bad. He was he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. He was a perfectly reliable quarterback that you'd want to have. But but he didn't beat Michigan. Yes. <laughs> so so he's fucking terrible. Yeah. Execution uh, is the answer. Yeah. Uh Will Rogers from Mississippi State transferring mm-hmm. to Washington. Tyler Van Dyke is transferring from the U. I, and this is hyperbole. Someone's going to point out someone worse. For a former five-star, was he a former five-star? I think he might have been. We're going to look real quick. But for a highly ranked and recruited guy, and I've seen him play football live. So he's a, oh, he was a three-star coming in. Shocking. Uh, but as someone who started multiple games in multiple seasons, he might be the worst fucking quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> and I watch Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi play every week. <laughs> My God, that man. It, it's a mystery. Is it going to be at their feet? Is it going to be 10 yards over their head? Who fucking knows? Tyler Van Dyke sure shit doesn't. <laughs> like, he's terrible. Thank God the game I went to was against Boston College, or else I was going to watch the U get blown out by 50. No, oh, and that's another thing I want to talk about real quick. Yeah, We're going fun. back to Florida State. People are like, oh, Alabama struggled against Arkansas and Mississippi State and Auburn and USF. My brother in Christ, Florida State won by two against Boston College. <laughs> I have been to two BC games in my life. One of them was against NC State a couple years ago, where Boston College just fucking forgot how to play football at halftime. It was a close game for the first half, and they got blown out. And then you have Tyler Van Dyke fucking overthrowing or underthrowing a got a receiver every fucking play, and they couldn't win. That is worse than playing USF close or losing to Texas. That is maybe the worst win of any team this fucking season. Uh, Boston College football is the fucking worst football I've ever seen. And again, as someone who watches the Patriots every fucking week, Boston College is embarrassingly bad. Yikes. Catholics should be ashamed of Boston College football. It's terrible bc needs to take a page out of the catholic church's book and just shuffle oh. their players around oh my god just like you're we don't want to admit it but you're pretty fucking bad so oh you're gonna go somewhere else uh also grayson mccall i'm shocked that man's still in college he's transferring Yeah, the thing with this transfer portal is that it's, like, last, I I can't, it was 700 players last year, I think. This is, this was the analysis that was, it was 400 more, and it's just started. 700 players last year that transferred, I think, in total. Um, And now it's, and it's 400 more, and we've just started it, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm just like, this is kind of got out of hand because essentially a thousand players all you're gonna do is just go to either someone in conference that's been recruiting you or some boosters willing to pay you 
or you're transferring to essentially a worse team kind of that you're just going to end up playing the team that you transferred from in week two. So like, I, I don't like, is there, is there a financial incentive to this? Are, are like these players that good that they're getting deals from boosters? You know, I, I don't, it seems excessive. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't understand the logistics of it all. Yeah. I mean, I think some of them are probably just going to go to a school that's worse for yeah. some of them. They're just going to a worse school so they can play. And and that's a totally reasonable thing to do. And I, I, again, I don't have any metrics on, on why people are transferring or like why so many people are transferring, but like, it just, it just seems excessive. You know, the, the NIL money is out there. It's a possibility. I'm sure for some of these players, um, and I, I feel like it's it's kind of getting out of hand because it's going to be used like free. It's it's free agency is essentially what it is. Yeah, no, it is. And I think I think some of them also Will Rogers, Tyler Van Dyke for some reason he's a four star as a transfer, but Grace McCall might be going to some better offenses, some better schools uh, to get their draft profile up. Uh, Tyler Shaw is twenty five, I think, next year. Get a fucking job. Uh, but I, I'm confused about DJ Uyunglele. Why? I don't know why he's transferring. It, his dad said it was because of coaching changes, but I'm out on him as an NFL prospect. I thought he was good, like not great, but I thought he was decent. You know, he could be maybe a backup or something for a team with a big body running quarterback, you know, an Eagles situation, maybe get him as their backup. Don't really have to change much of the offense from Jalen hurts. I'm out on him. Uh, I think once you've transferred more than once, I think you are not going to have any success in the NFL. Uh, Tate Martell, you have JT McDaniels who, or JT Daniels, excuse me, who just announced he's medically retiring because of concussions. Also, because he's fucking 93, still playing college football. Uh, there was one guy for Alabama a while ago. I can't remember his name, but guys who transfer multiple times do not work out. They flame out of football before they even hit the NFL. So sorry, DJ. Uh, the memories were mid, I guess. You were an okay quarterback. <laughs> like, you were good at Oregon State. Uh, Clemson, I'm not going to blame on you because they clearly have some fucking issues with their offense, but. I don't know. I think one transfer, I go, okay, he was in the wrong situation. He was he was sold a false bill of goods or something. Mm-hmm. Once you hit two or three, that turns into a judgment issue for you. Yeah. Like, either you just can't stick around, you get bored, or you just don't know where the fuck to go, and you don't know what you want. Yeah, and I think, I think we brought this up uh, with JT Daniels a, a while ago, uh, like last year, because we were talking, I, I believe we were talking about like, you know, why is he, he was at Rice, right? And that's where yeah, he, he went up. from. Yeah. Yeah. He went from USC to Georgia to West Virginia to Rice, which is insane <laughs> to say about a college player. Yeah. And you know, like, and I think, I think I'm pretty sure I said this. I could, I could be uh, mincing my words, but I'm like, it's a, each time is a step down. Like you're not improving your draft stock by moving a step down. If you stay some, if like, like you said, if you stay one place or two, or maybe the second place you you've, you say that, okay, the first decision was incorrect because of X. The second decision was incorrect because Y now you're onto option Z and now you're, now you're running out. Like you're at the point where it's no longer about you as the player. It's about your overall decision-making is poor. And again, that's not going to translate well at all to the NFL. And I think, you know, uh, keeping your options open, sure. But this is not the place to do that. No, no, I, it, it's ridiculous. And also I would argue USC to Georgia might've been a step up. Okay. Uh, at yes, the time, sorry, that's true. At, at the time, time yes, I don't yes. know if it was a massive, it's still a step up now. At the time, yeah. I don't know if it was a massive step up. Georgia wasn't quite as dominant as they were. Mm-hmm. USC was starting to be bad, but not quite there yet. Uh, but then Georgia to West Virginia, obviously a downgrade. But mm-hmm. when you get beaten out by a back by a walk on 
it you're not gonna have great options, so I get it. Uh, but then going to Rice, mm. why? Like I understand their great education. So unless he was fully like, I'm not gonna be in the NFL. I'm just gonna fucking get a good education, get a billion concussions, and move on. Yeah, and I, I he must he must have known at West Virginia like throughout maybe halfway through the season that it was like, you know what, this is, I, I'm not going to be playing football in three years time. So I should just go where I'm, I'm wanted and can kind of live out my sunset years as it were. I think he, he probably knew that he was going to retire. I feel like, so I, you know, well, I think he, that's why he chose the things he did, or maybe he was so concussed. He was actually genuinely confused about it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to go to the Texas school, right? Yeah, yeah the Which orange one. one. The <laughs> orange one. Okay, buddy, you're going to rice. That's blue. No, their colors are blue and orange. Mm, I thought yes. that was Auburn. No, Texas is the same. Don't worry. Okay. He was hit so bar- oh, yeah. He was hit so hard he got colorblind. Yeah, I'm sure his coach <laughs> was confused also that he kept calling him Sark all year. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Also, I can make those jokes. I've had five concussions. Okay. Just for any listeners out there. Uh, moving on to and funny, Kevin. Oh, Antonio Brown makes it funny though. <laughs> like it's terrible. Yeah. Oh man, my guy's on a heater. Did you see what he tweeted the other day? No, of course not. Okay. Well, I did. So we're just gonna pull up his Twitter real quick. Told my bitch she better get me a PS5 for Christmas, or I'm playing with my Xbox. You dig? Jesus. <laughs> I fucking love Antonio Brown. Oh my god. Uh she got good brain, she don't flunk test. And also he retweets his own tweets all the time. Uh so yeah, it's it's great. Uh he tweeted a Kanye verse but replaced Kanye with AB. I missed the old AB straight from the go AB that line, or I missed the old Kanye. He did it with AB. Love it. Uh, <laughs> someone replied to his tweet. I missed the old AB with it's the CTE man. And he just replied or retweeted it. Game time. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> I fucking love Antonio Brown. I feel bad for him, but also I love it. It's hilarious. Uh, moving on to the future players who have CTE, the Heisman Trophy finalists. <laughs> uh, for LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison, Oregon State quarterback Bo Nix, get a job, and Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Uh, I was very disappointed, by the way, when I learned his name was pronounced Penix, not Penix. How would you, how would you go about doing Phoenix? I don't know, but <clears throat> I think we had an old episode titled "Good Old Fashioned Phoenix" and putting the big back in Big Ten. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Kieran, you were a part of that. You were on that episode. So, thankfully, I have CTE and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, also, LSU, Oregon, and Washington are all finalists for the Joe Moore Award offensive line. Uh, so, three of those schools, and George is also there, three of those schools uh, have a Heisman finalist. So, maybe having good offensive lines leads to success on the football field. Shocker, I know. To the odds, uh, Jane Daniels is minus 1,400. Uh, Michael Penix is plus 900. Bo Nix is plus 220. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is plus 20,000. Forgot to read there for a second. Uh, Kiernan, rank them. Uh, as they're ranked. Yeah. 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 No, fair. I, yeah. Uh, I don't, I, 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 like, I understand that they've all had good seasons. I mean, Bo no. Nix's, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you, before you say anything, Bo Nix's completion percentage 
gave him gave Oregon the leg up in deciding who was better. So don't you dare tell me he didn't have a good season. That's fair. You know what? No, that's that's fair. I'm using the CFP's own logic against them. That's that's Ugh. fair. No, that that's true. I I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I agree. Uh, I think Bo Nix is a little weird. Yeah, because he had he was like 36th in completions. He was ninth in yards and tied for second in touch. Oh wait, no, sorry, that was Marvin Harrison, ninth in yards, 36th in receptions, and tied for second in touches. Why the fuck is he a Heisman finalist? Uh, the name. That's. That's true. The name. That's true. It's he has had a for for I think he's a good receiver. He's an overall good receiver. But I think the prestige of the name and the fact that he didn't get injured are the two things that kind of brought him into the into the mix. Uh I don't if this was any other year, I don't think he would have got it. I don't know, because there were guys much better than him. Uh, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas for LSU, both in most cat in all categories, had a much better season than him. It's weird that they that like it's it's weird that you say that, and I'm just thinking like, okay, so why aren't they in the in the picture? Like, why is it Marvin Harrison Jr.? And I'm like, well, the name, that's it. Like, yeah, cut off, <laughs> cut off the junior there, yep. and that's why. That's exactly why it's, and it's a shame really, because you're like, you're not giving to the credit to the guys who absolutely deserve to be there and who have put up phenomenal numbers and who came in as say a three-star recruit and are absolutely showing out uh, in all in, in big games. I just, I feel like they're not, they don't give other players enough credit in the Heisman final discussion is, and I know, I know a lot of this is odds and it's Vegas odds and then yada, 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 but it, it's, it seems like an oversight. Well, this one isn't even Vegas odds. Cause this one is, these are the four that the Heisman committee voted on. So this, at this point, it's not odds. It's just fucking bullshit. Cause Marvin Harrison was a good NFL wide receiver. I also saw something like, Oh, Patriots fans don't want Marvin Harrison jr. Cause they're his, that's Marvin Harrison. Son. I have not heard a single person make that argument. No, I I didn't know that was an argument, to be honest with you. It's not. It's in one dude on Twitter's head who has a decent following. That's an argument he thought up. It's dumb. But anyway, almost as dumb as Marvin Harrison Jr. being a Heisman finalist. Uh, he's fucking terrible. Our good buddy, Sam Block, an Ohio State fan who I've talked about on the show before. It's like, if you want the best numbers, go with Michael Penix. If you want the best story go with Bo Nix. If you want the best player, go with Marvin Harrison Jr. Look, skill-wise, is he the best receiver in the country? Probably. He might be the most skilled receiver in the country. The problem is he hasn't done anything to back it up. He has not put up the stats to do it this year. Aaron Rodgers, talent-wise, is the best quarterback in the NFL, or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL still. And it doesn't fucking matter. He didn't do enough because he got hurt. Marvin Harrison didn't get hurt, and he still didn't put up numbers to be the best receiver in the country. It's just, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's frankly stupid. And it's, it's almost like, it's almost like a worse version of the CFP because the CFP, you can kind of arguably make the rankings make sense in your head sometimes. And I know, there's a lot of, oh, if this is the case, then what about this? And I know we've been over that a billion times. But, like, he clearly isn't the best receiver. You know, just, just yeah. based on the numbers alone, he clearly isn't the best. So why aren't the, the other guys getting the nod? Uh, people are also arguing Jaden Daniels shouldn't get it because his team had three losses. Okay. Okay, it's not about that. No. No. Also, people are arguing, well, if... Jordan Travis's injury keeps Florida State out of the college football playoffs. He's clearly the most important to his team, so he should be the highest trophy winner. Again, first not off, how that works. <laughs> yeah, first off, that's not how any MVP award has ever worked. <laughs> the 2007 Patriots went from 16 and 0 to 11 and 5 because Tom Brady tore his ACL. He should have been MVP because that's five more losses. No, yeah. it doesn't work. Also, the highest trophy is just the best. It's yeah. not most valuable. 
and it's it's argue it's not stats based. So yeah. I understand that, but you can't be that far behind in stats. But it's the best. Yeah. And and to be to be perfectly fair, Daniels, I did not imagine him uh putting up the numbers he did considering how many times I watched him get sacked and like just absolutely messed up because his D-line couldn't uh couldn't defend for him. And it, I'm like, is he gonna be okay like overall well at one point he wasn't okay because he got a concussion against alabama and then and then brian kelly proceeded to put him back in the game and then complain about the hit that gave him the concussion like brian you can't have it both ways you clearly don't give a fuck about children's safety look at brian or jane daniels and the kid you killed uh but kiernan i i like how we're both in agreement there we're going to talk about something that was just added to our topics list because mm-hmm. this is the week every year where there there's one game. So it's the game where American come together and still scream at each other about football, but support the troops. Mm-hmm. So in Karen, we haven't picked a game all year. We're picking the army Navy game. Absolutely. Uh, just got to support the troops. Uh, the Black Knights come into that five and six, and the Navy Midshipmen come into this five and six. I believe Air Force already won the Commander in Chief trophy, which is a shame. Yes. But the Black Knights are a three point favorite in the matchup with an over under of 27.5. Uh, most recent games, because that's what Fox has. So I'm just going to read basically what they said. Uh, they beat the Shauna Clears 28 21, and Navy lost to SMU 59 14. So, Karen, who do you have? Uh, I have always preferred the midshipmen um, and it's partially despite my dad uh, just because, you know, it's fun to have a little rivalry in the house. Uh, but also I think this year is, is more telling because uh, army lost to UMass. So I'm going to go with the midshipmen. They can pull it off. I forgot they lost to UMass. I was coming into this full on go army, but you're rethinking it now aren't you (laughs) you can't lose to umass you can't (laughs) what was umass's record this year uh probably garbage like two and something probably Uh, it was oh three and nine well jesus i'm pleasant who else lost to umass oh okay one of those is merrimack so that doesn't fucking count (laughs) but they beat new mexico state who throttled auburn if I'm not mistaken. That is true. They're bowl eligible too. Yeah. How the fuck did Army beat a or UMass beat a 10 and 4 New Mexico State team? I, I don't know. They no, this up, they put up they put up 28 points in the fourth quarter. This in is that game. like All right. I'm going to read you their game summary. Okay. New Mexico State, 41-30 to 30 win in New Mexico. Then they lost to Auburn, 59-14. to 14. Then they lost to Miami of Ohio, 41-28. to 28. Then they lost to Eastern Michigan, 19-17. to 17. Hilarious score. Then they lost to New Mexico, 34-31. Tight game. Then they lost to Arkansas State, 52-28. Toledo, 41-24. Lost to Penn State, 63 to nothing. Woo! Beat Army, 21-14. Beat Merrimack 31-21. Beat or lost to Liberty 45-20, excuse me. And then they lost to Yukon in the Cumble 31 to 18. Um yeah, I, I'm confused by that New Mexico State thing. But you know what, Kiernan? They only got shut out in one game this year, which is something to say for UMass. Mm. They are back. UMass football is ready to take the world by storm. Give me army. Nice. Also, yeah, they lost to UConn, but UConn beat Rice. And the journeyman quarterback that is JT Daniels was once a five-star. So that's a tough game. Give me Army. Go Army. Beat Navy. And that's totally not because the CEO of my company went to Army, and if he ever hears this, he might fire me for picking Navy. (laughs) Fair enough. But so yeah, there's our picks for our first picks of the year. Only took us until 
the first week of December to make them. But this episode, as always, is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. They make a great Christmas gift. Your entire family will love them. Your kids will look great. Your wife will look even better than usual in them. Or girlfriend. Or boyfriend. Or husband. They're gifts for the whole family. They're incredible. Go buy some. Use promo code tailgate for 10% off your order. And everyone have a good, safe, fun weekend. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Stu. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.